0: Hey class, Prof. JC here, and this week we're going to talk about the idea of taking initiative. Some of that was covered in your your reading uh, this week, I think a small portion. I just wanted to dive into that. And what is this idea of initiative, taking initiative? How does that, what does it have to do with purpose? How does it impact purpose? Why is it important? And uh, I think what we're going to talk about today is important. Because if we're not careful, especially as leaders, managers, we get into the workplace, especially if you're younger and you go into the workplace, it's easier for you to step up and try to take initiative. But if you don't know kind of the culture of the organization, you don't know what the problem is, you don't know what the, you know, solution is, you you haven't considered how your solution might impact the other people around you, sometimes taking initiative um, often backfires in ways that we don't want it to. So, Let's dive in. Five things that you must know before taking initiative in your company or in your team. Number one is this, and we're not going to spend too much time on it because we talk about this all the time. Know your organizational purpose. Know your organizational purpose, right? I don't have to keep diving into that because you understand that. What does the organization exist for? What's the goal of it? Okay. And normally, especially if you work for a A for-profit company, you're going to find that there's it's it's like a two-edged purpose. One is it's it's to make money. Okay, any for-profit business is in the business of making money and to make a profit. Okay, so you got to understand that that that's always going to come first. So if you have a problem in the organization and your solution um, causes it to lose money, uh, that's not taking initiative. Even if maybe what you're doing is removing some of the The asinine things that we see in corporate America or in your organization, even if your solution will do that, if it causes the organization to lose money, if it causes the company to lose money, it's not going to work. Okay, so you got to know the organizational purpose. And again, one prong of that's always about making money. And I would say in a nonprofit or for profit, we've talked about that before in a nonprofit money still makes the organization move, right? So anything you do that's going to take money away, it's not going to work. But also that, you know, they're going to have a stated purpose. We create or we exist to make the world a better place through, I don't know, making water better, making water cleaner, um, creating widgets, creating technology, you, you whatever it is, right? So it's going to be two-pronged. Know what that is. Number two, know the organizational problem, okay? Before you take any kind of initiative, before you step in there, You've got to know what the problem is, okay? And, and the problem is this. It's what keeps your boss up at night. And how do you find that out? I think it takes a little bit of time. I recommend if you're in your first 90 days of work or you're in your first six months even, you don't need to be, t- especially in some organization. Now, if the if the organization has asked you to, if it's kind of a forward thinking, a progressive organization, and you come in new and they expect you to have ideas, you know, hit the ground running, then that's a different situation. Most, unfortunately, most organizations don't work like this. Okay. So you've got to know what the organizational problem is. And that takes a little bit of time to find out. Uh, You've got to know what keeps your boss up at night. And that takes a little bit of time to find out. You can ask the question. You you can literally ask your boss, what keeps you up at night? When you think about our company, when you think about where we're going, what keeps you up at night? and, And then listen for the answer. Okay. But you've got to know what the problem is first. And again, that usually takes time. So this may help somebody who's watching this today to slow down a little bit. Okay. Pull back. Okay. Instead of trying to solve some kind of a problem, figure out what the organizational problem is, figure out what keeps your boss up at night. uh, And that's going to help you move in the direction. So uh, again, when you know the purpose, And that's what this entire class is about. Right. When you know the organizational purpose and then, you know, the problem and the problem is the one thing or two things or three things or five things that are keeping your boss or keeping you. If you're the CEO, you, if you're the leader, keeping your team, your boss, your organization, these are the things that are keeping your organization from reaching its purpose, whatever that is. Okay, that. Uh, those are the problems, and these are the things that you need to figure out what they are. So, before you take initiative, again, you got to know these things and you need to be able to recite them. If I were to ask you and you came to me and said, I want to take initiative on something, I need to be able to ask you what's your organizational purpose, and you should be able to spit it out, not guessing. Okay. You should be able to know what the problem is or know what the one, two, three, four problems are. And you should be able to um, have the details on there, the intricacies of those problems. You know, what keeps your boss up at night? You need to know that. OK, now, number two. Uh, now, number three is this know who was in charge Okay. So that kind of comes back to number two. But knows who who's in charge. And here's the reason why I say that, because when you're taking initiative, uh, you can't step out in front of your boss. OK, you can't step out in front of the uh, whoever's in charge. If you do that and I've had experiences in my own uh, in my own uh, life where if I've done that before, okay, uh, I've, I've gotten myself into trouble because I'm stepping out in front of maybe there's a reason why that problem exists. And again, we're going to talk about this here in a second. If I haven't considered all the ramifications of that problem and that solution, I might just be getting myself in trouble. I might just be getting the other people around me in trouble, right? And and my boss may know these things, which is the reason why that problem still exists. So if you step out there a little bit too quickly, you might be putting yourself on the firing line. So you need to know who's in charge. And again, that goes back to number two. What's the organizational problem? What keeps your boss up at night? You've got to ask your boss that question. And I would as quickly as you can, as as you earn trust, try to get a, you know, I would do this in the interview process, Right. If you're interviewing for a job and they say, hey, do you have any questions for you or, or do you have any questions for us? I would look directly into your boss's eyes or the entire panel and say, I want to know from each of you, what keeps you up at night? And then I would take notes on that. And you go into the organization. You have an idea. Here are the problems my boss is trying to solve. And once I earn trust, then I can help solve these problems. Right. But you got to know who's in charge. Again, And you can't step out in front of that person. Right. Because one of two things are going to happen. You're not going to be successful in your solution, and you'll have stepped out in front of somebody else, and now you're going to make them look bad, which is obviously going to cost you a great deal. Okay, so that's one thing that could happen. Your initiative does not work. Number two, your initiative does work. Okay? But now you've stepped on your boss and maybe who didn't know that you were going to do this or didn't know that you were thinking this and you've surprised them. And here's what I know about most bosses that I've worked with and most uh, successful people that I've I've been around. They don't want to be surprised. OK, so you don't want to have that surprise. element. So if you know who's in charge, you know, what keeps them up at night and you've had a conversation with them about, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're wanting to take initiative on. OK, Mo- most of them won't hold you back, but they want to know what's going on. You know they want to know that you're in the process of doing something about this. Okay. Number a uh, number uh, four. Okay, uh, the four things that you must know before taking initiative. Number four, here's what you need to know. You need to know what can be solved and what cannot be solved here. Okay. Some people get themselves in trouble because they're solving problems that don't need to be solved. I've got a great article, uh, a great article in front of me here. It's by the Harvard Business Review. And it gives an example of, uh, I'm going to see if I can find it. Okay. It gives this example. um, It says, take the case of Vanessa, an HR advisor that we interviewed, who recently joined an oil and gas company. After starting her new job, she was mortified to learn that the company was still using, excuse me, manual data entry for employee records she found it clunky time-consuming and irresponsible in response she expressed interest in leading the charge on a new system but the initiative her uh but the initiative required her colleagues to allocate several hours of their workdays to data imputation on top of their already heavy workloads few people were willing to do it leading Vanessa to abandon the initiative before it was complete Okay, and we're going to go back to this here in just a second. But uh, she needs to understand that she needs to know that, hey, this is a problem that needs to be fixed. But at the same time, is it a problem that can be solved? Okay, and and we're going to talk about here in just a second why that problem could not be solved and why she needed to know that. But it's important for you to know what can be solved and what cannot be solved. There are some organizations where there are issues in it and those issues are not going to go away and you stepping in with your your initiative and your education and and all of that which is really really good it's great uh if if the problem is not going to be solved or maybe it has to do with you know once you dive into the problem you figure out it's really the boss's problem or the boss is the problem That happens a lot of times, a lot of times. I've seen a lot of bosses who get really frustrated about employee retention, about employee performance, about productivity. And you sit down and you start talking with them and you come to realize the person in front of you is the problem. Okay, But the person in front of you may not know that they're the problem. They're hiring you. Right. So this is this is part of my world. You get hired to come in and do training on these kind of things. And they want you to train all the employees. And you're looking at them saying it's not the employees that are the problem. Right. It's you. But the reality is the employees are unhappy and he's unhappy. He's not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. So so we come in and do the training anyway. Right. And try to help them. The employees just do the best they can in the situation that they're in. But sometimes the problem can't be solved. So if you take on an issue and it's not going to be solved, again, you're going to catch yourself in hot water. You know, initiative is great. As a matter of fact, this article starts off by reading. uh, It says this proactive employers or excuse me, proactive workers are in high demand and it's easy to understand why. When it comes to creating positive change, these employees don't need to be told to take initiative. Research confirms that compared with their more passive counterparts, proactive people are better performers. They're better contributors. They're better innovators. So, again, I'm not trying to tell you to don't take, you know, to not take initiative. Okay, I think that taking initiative is very powerful. But what we're trying to get at today is before you take initiative, there's got to be some wisdom to it. You know, I, I had my younger years and I remember back when I was in the Army. Four years and my first two years, I was trying to make it, you know, I was trying to take initiative and change the entire army, because if you've ever served in the military, which I know that many of you have, you know that there are frustrating aspects about the military. So you come in and, you know, you have a different perspective, but you start bucking up against the rank structures and how it works and the bureaucracy and all that stuff happens. Right. And the army once. Uh, at least the Army, that, that's what I have experience with. But I have, you know, I've experienced with some people from uh, the US Navy. I've worked with the Navy before, actually. Um, mm-hmm. haven't worked with the Air Force, haven't worked with the Marines before. But my understanding is they want people with initiative, but it's the right kind of initiative, which is why we're talking about this today. OK, so, again, it says your pro, you know, proactivity can go wrong. Emerging evidence suggests that if proactivity, that's this idea of taking initiative, is not channeled in the right way, it can backfire and have unintended negative consequences for organizations, leaders, team members and individuals. OK, uh, so and it's everything that we're talking about here. If you're not walking into a situation with wisdom um, and you're just trying to come in and make changes just, just for change sake and you don't know why that problem exists in the first place, then you're going to blow the, you know, you might blow the situation up. And number five is this, know how potent, know how the potential solution that you have, okay, so you're trying to take initiative, you've come up with what you believe is the solution, you need to know how that potential solution will impact other people. And it goes back to what we talked about before the example of Vanessa okay and it says this that Vanessa's story is a perfect demonstration right so she found all these records and she found out how they were keeping the records said we you know we shouldn't be doing like this but but her story is a perfect demonstration of why it's so important to consider other people's perspective before acting on a new idea before you act, before you do ask who will be affected by my initiative who do I need to onboard to make sure it succeeds? Once you've answered these questions, consider how you're going to communicate your idea to the most important stakeholders and what steps you need to take to prepare them. Without the support of other people, you will likely fail no matter how productive you are. Okay? So, again, when, when you're getting ready to take initiative, when you know the purpose... Okay, You know the purpose of the organization. You're moving towards it. You're a leader. You've got this master's degree in leadership, which states that I'm a leader. You've got this MBA, this master's of business administration, which says I'm great at business. I'm a leader. And you step in the organization. If you're not careful, you're going to take initiative the wrong way. And I'm going to tell you this uh, because I've had this happen back in my early 20s. You're going to step on yourself. And uh, you may even get fired. I've seen people get fired. High-speed workers. I. You know what? I'll tell you this. I worked for a church at one point that was bringing in a younger senior pastor from the founder. He came in and he he had all these ideas and and a lot of them were good ideas, but he didn't know how to implement them. Okay. And he decided I'm going to come in and just make all these changes. He didn't have any support of the staff. He didn't have any support of the people, but he just kept plowing forward and he plowed forward all the way till he got his walking papers. Okay, I've seen that happen. I've seen it in other for profit organizations before as, as well. They come in a little too heavy, a little too anxious, excited. Okay, so that's going to happen to you as well. So, again, these five that we just talked about, uh, you got to know these things before you take initiative. And once you know them, proceed with caution. Now, now, again, I'm not trying to tell you to slow down, you need to be proactive. But one of the things you find And unfortunately, you get this, the older you get, you find out that there has to be wisdom with movement, wisdom and movement, okay? It's not just moving for movement's sake. You got to have wisdom behind it. So here's what I want you to do. I just want you to to list off what, what we just talked about, okay? What are the five things that you must know before you take initiative, Okay, and then I just want you to tell me which one of those five stand out to you and why it stands out to you the most. And I'd love to hear any stories. Right. Just write a couple, two, three sentences about a time that you took initiative. And maybe it didn't work out. Right. I'd love to hear about that. And again, as you're going forward, wisdom is right. Uh, understanding the issues Understanding what's going on Not just jumping in and taking initiative But thinking, stopping before And then move forward And I promise you, you do that You're going to earn trust And the more trust you earn The more you know, you're going to be able to take initiative And be innovative And all that kind of stuff you want to do But have wisdom while you take initiative That's all I got for you this week I look forward to seeing you in the next episode uh, Our next podcast Take care